Ah, yes, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jack Farmer. His name is Raj Geary, and this is the Wrestling Inc. Thursday News and Notes Scuttlebutt Show. Uh, We got a good one for you. We're talking all about CM Punk, Dax Harwood, and of course, new shows for AEW. But before we get into all of that, Allow me to introduce the man himself, Raj Geary. Raj, how you feeling today? I'm doing good. How are you guys doing? I'm doing doing fantastic. Everyone in the chat, how are you guys doing? How are you feeling on this lovely Thursday? Or maybe it's a, a Friday, depending on where you're tuning in from. Let us know where you're tuning in from. We got Samantha and J.R. Smith and Mike Rouse in the house already. Baby Ice as well. Make sure to like, comment, share, subscribe. Good stuff like that. Uh, we got a good show for him today here, Raj. I think we've got a, a lot of big news that people have been chatting about, and I know that they've been waiting for us to talk about. Absolutely. And uh, we missed last week, so I feel like we got a lot to catch up on. So, yeah, let's get into it. Yeah, we're going to start with, I think, the big news that everybody is uh, really been talking about. And it, it's it came up a few days ago, but it's big enough that I think we should still talk about it. And that is uh, the news around the water cooler is that CM Punk may be returning to AEW. And there was a lot of stuff that went around that, a lot of different reports. Uh, Raj, what are your thoughts on CM Punk possibly coming back? Uh, well, I mean, he, he is a difference maker. I mean, I think we saw that when he came back, um, you know, in, in 20, 2021. Uh, all their numbers, you know, jumped up. You had their pay-per-view numbers. They did their best ever pay-per-view numbers with Punk on the card. Um, attendance, uh, I mean, it, it, you know, for, for the Dynamite shows, just everything, the TV ratings, uh, they all went up while, while Punk was there. Uh, then he, he got hurt after Double or Nothing last year, was gone that summer. When he came back, his return last uh at the end of last summer, didn't have the same impact. You didn't really see the big jump in numbers uh, all out last September with CM Punk versus John Moxley. That did 140,000 pay-per-view buys, which was way down from you know what they had done uh, the year before, as it would be. But it was also down from the last pay-per-view that they did with Double or Nothing, even though theoretically Punk versus Moxley should be a bigger match than uh, Punk versus Hangman. So. It makes sense why they want to bring him back um, just from a numbers perspective. Obviously, there's the intangible. (laughs) Right. You know, the fact that, uh, you know, uh, Nick Jackson had a chair thrown at him. (laughs) There is a a full all out brawl at uh, after all out. So it's a unique situation that and those fences haven't been mended. So it's weird. It's really weird. Yeah, I always say there's, I believe there's three different ways to look at Punk coming back. I know for me personally, as a wrestling fan, uh, I think he's great on the microphone. I've always been a little um, neutral on him as a fan. Like, uh, I like him when he's on. I'm not necessarily torn apart when he's not on. You know, kind of like a a Drew McIntyre to me. I love Drew McIntyre, but if he's not on an episode, I don't ask myself, where's Drew McIntyre? And that's a personal standpoint. Uh, But from a business standpoint... Seems to make all the sense in the world to have him back. Like you said, he he draws, he brings people in. We're still talking about him all this time. So clearly there's something about him uh, from the business standpoint. Uh, I do think, though, and I don't know anything about what happened backstage. I always say I know nothing about what happened backstage at that whole thing. I don't pretend to know. I'm not going to speculate. But I do think that locker room chemistry is one of the most important things in a team and that's not just wrestling. I think that's football, basketball. I always say very rarely do you have a story about a football team signing the diva wide receiver that causes problems in the locker room and the football team goes, yeah, it worked out great. We were glad we did it, you know? (laughs) Uh, So I would, if they think that's not the problem, then I say, yes, they need to get this done and get him back right away. Uh, which I hope is the case. Cause again, I think he sells a lot of tickets. People are interested. We're talking about him like crazy. Um, we're even, yeah. yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, and just kind of doing a year to year comparison of where they're at this year, uh, without punk to where they were last year, uh, in, in Q1, which is, you know, January to March, uh, this year they averaged a 0.289, uh, 
1849 rating, which is the lowest for a quarter that they've averaged since NXT moved to Tuesday nights. And last year they were averaging a 0.38. So that's a, a big drop, 0.38 to a point, you know, two nine. And then the one pay-per-view this quarter was Revolution. Last year they did 175,000 buys. This year was 130,000. So again, huge drop from last year. So uh, again, he, he usually means numbers and we'll, we'll have to see, you know, what happens this time around. He, he'll definitely mean numbers for at least the first few weeks and whether that can sustain is a big question. Yeah. It, it, well, it sounds like it's going to happen. Um, so I'm getting ready for it. Uh, there's also talk of someone else coming through and I, I want to go to uh, on Twitter. We got a comment from Monge, who's a friend of the show says CM Punk possibly returning to AEW was always on the cards. He's too big of a name for them to let go. I'd wait to keep him as a quote surprise for all in at Wembley. They want to sell out the stadium, right? That's one solution. I would love for them to sign Goldberg too. Uh, so obviously I think CM Punk at all in is going to help move tickets for, for them. But I want to point out the surprise part, Raj, if you, if, if, Punk is a done deal. If he's coming back and it's going to happen, do you have him be the surprise? Do you have him be the, the quote, known surprise, like when he first debuted? Do you advertise him? How do you bring him back if, if Raj is running AEW? Well, it looks like he's coming back at that Chicago uh, episode of Dynamite in June. I want to say it's June 17th. Someone correct me if I'm wrong. It's either June 11th, June 17th, somewhere in there where, in, where they're in Chicago. As far as a surprise at all in, I definitely would not do that. That's a huge stadium. Uh, unless you're sold out, uh, you would want to advertise Punk ahead of time to get those tickets moving and, and to sell out as many as many seats as you can. You can, I mean, that stadium without the stage and everything, it could seat ninety thousand people. So that's a lot of seats, and you you'll want to have as many you know all the big guns that you can, and mm -hmm. and Punk is the biggest gun that they they'd be able to have. We're getting a couple questions, by the way. Um, you'd mentioned ratings earlier. Uh, questions about what does the 0 0.28, 0 0.39, what do those mean? Is it um, 2.2 million 800? What, is, what does that number mean? No, it's, it's basically how many people own TVs that are, are watching, and, and in, in this case, that are in that demo. So 0.28, actually, that, that goes... that that equals about uh, 365,000 um, viewers. So a 0 0.28 in 18 to 49 is about 365,000 viewers. Um, when I was mentioning last year, a 0.3, what did I say, 0.38? Um, that is, that's around 496,000 viewers. So, so yeah, it's just kind of, it's basically, you know, taking the, the number of homes that have access to the show and, 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 and then dividing it by the number of uh, 18 to 49 viewers times a hundred and you get the, the rating. Yeah. So um, in any case, we can see the numbers drop. So I always, they were higher when punk was there, I guess is the, uh, the, the long and the short of it there. Right. By a pretty big margin, too. Not because I always say, like, when it's like a 10,000 difference, I'm like, eh, I mean, some people just may not right. know. But when it's a big number like that, then I think it's it's worth mentioning. Um, now, Monge did say, I would love for them to sign Goldberg, too. This has been some talk uh, of around the internet lately, Raj. Goldberg in AEW. I don't hide my Goldberg fandom, I wear it on my sleeve like a locked antler tattoo. What is this about Goldberg possibly being in AEW? Have you heard any any rumors about this? Have your sources leaked anything to you? What's going on with this? <laughs> and, and nothing that's not already out there. But yeah, Goldberg's a free agent and uh, he wants a big retirement match. And Tony Khan has has been interested in Goldberg for a long time. Uh, I remember, you know, when AEW first started, he was kind of one of the names that was floated around as kind of, you know, being one of the legends that they have on their roster. So. You know, I, the only thing with Goldberg is I, I don't know if they have that one dream match. I mean, you know, him against Wardlow seems obvious in powerhouse Hobbs, but I don't know if those are like 
dream matches. I think Goldberg has always made a difference ratings wise when he first comes in. I think he would this time as well. Um, and he'd probably make a difference on the first pay-per-view he's on, but I, I think it would fade out quickly after that. So I can see him in that sting role. Sting was huge when he first came in and then, you know, kind of faded out. He's, he's there. He's very well respected. Love seeing sting whenever he's on. Um, but if it were me, I'd, I'd have Goldberg his first match in, you know, do something as, as big as possible. And to me, that's probably someone like Chris Jericho or could do Kenny Omega. I, I bet you Kenny Omega could get a really interesting match out of Goldberg. Obviously, uh, there's Punk. I, I don't know if I necessarily like that dynamic. But, <laughs> but yeah. But it is a... Um, <laughs> You know, there is actually a lot of stuff you could do with him, I think. Um, but it is interesting if, if he got a gr- if Kenny Omega got a internet wrestling approved match <laughs> out of Goldberg, Kenny Omega has to be one of the best, then right? Because the internet hates Goldberg matches. But if if Kenny Omega makes it happen, we got to start giving Kenny his flowers, I think. Um, yeah. And you, and you know, WWE with Goldberg, they never really put him in those kind of matches, they never really put him with like AJ Styles or. Or guys like that, it, because he's so expensive that you wanted the biggest possible name match you could do. So it was Undertaker and Lashley and Roman Reigns. Um, they did do the one with Dolph Ziggler where Goldberg basically squashed him, but I think that was to kind of erase the memory of the Undertaker match. You're right. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I think uh, I think there's a you know they could get some mileage out of Goldberg, and I I think I think the one-two punch of Goldberg and CM Punk. And we'll get to the the roster split here in a second, but that could be uh, that could be pretty interesting. That could make for an interesting summer in AEW. Something that uh, Casper Williams is saying, and this is kind of where I'm parking my car, is turn Goldberg into a ruthless heel. I I saw a picture on uh, on Twitter, and it means nothing, but it, it got the the gears turning in my head. You know, this new Bullet Club. They're calling themselves Bullet Club Gold, and I saw a picture with a Goldberg bullet club shirt. And I was thinking, Oh my God, I would love bullet club Goldberg. Just it blow my mind. I'm in for, it. I'm in for It's probably not happening, but I'm already ready for that ride. I feel like bullet club Goldberg with uh, Jay white and uh, juice would be awesome to see. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I see that. <laughs> and I, I think they were just, you know, some people hit that point and, where they're just such a legend that they're hard to boo and you boo just to go along with it, but you don't really hate it. And I mean, I, I think Goldberg, if he had a couple more years before he wanted to retire and wanted to try it out, it's probably worth it, but it'd be like him, you know, like when Ric Flair would turn heel at the end sting, if sting were to turn heel, I don't think you could get true heat from the fans. You could get the booing, like you're going along with the show. And it'll be interesting with Trish Stratus because I kind of see that happening with her right now. Is fans don't are not going to really hate Trish. She's great right. in her role. I thought she her promo was great this past Monday on Raw, but I don't know if she's going to get that true heat. And we'll see because she is so good. Maybe she'll be able to do it. That is something that happens to really good bad guys, just in general. I mean, you saw it kind of happen with Randy Orton. I think it's happening with the Bloodline right now. People boo them, but we all love the Bloodline. Like Sami Zayn, uh, yeah, like, those weren't true booze. <laughs> no, we we love them. Like we're we're doing it because we're supposed to. But right, yeah. um, that leads to uh, at one giant leap on Twitter saying, if Goldberg appeared for AEW, do you think he'd put someone like a Wardlow uh, for his? I think he meant put someone over like a Wardlow for his send off match. Do you think Goldberg wants a retirement match? Do you think he wants to go out on top, or do you think he wants to help make a new guy? I mean, I can't speak for him, obviously, but I think when he says he's owed a retirement match, um, you know, I think he wants to do one somewhere in the U.S. um, where he can have his friends and family all in in attendance. And I wouldn't think that winning or losing matter, but who knows? Maybe it does. Um, But I think it's more just that experience of his whole family being there and watching and you know, because his last match was, I believe, was the Roman Reigns one, right? In Saudi Arabia. Yeah. And I don't I don't think his family was at that one. So, you know, just having that 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 big farewell moment, even if he loses, I, is what I would guess. But I, I don't know. 
that would be a very long way to go to watch a family member have a wrestling match to go all the way to Saudi Arabia. <laughs> yeah, well, when Lashley attacked his son, was, wasn't that in Saudi? It may have been. I can't remember. Yeah, I'm forgetting I'm, where that one was. I'm terrible at that kind of trivia. I know it happened, but I can't remember where. Um, you know, I think it Someone was. Someone in the chat will know because I think the rematch was in Saudi. But I thought his son was there too. Gosh, man. Been. I don't know. My memory is just going to hell. <laughs> how, old, how old is his son? His son is almost old enough to be a wrestler, right? He, he, was, he was in high school. So I think, yeah, SummerSlam was where they did the Lashley match. And then the the rematch was in Saudi. And was his son in Saudi? I, I thought he was involved with that match, but I'm, I'm forgetting it. <clears throat> I'm trying to... I think um, the reason I asked about his son is because that might be a great way to get his son in wrestling is if he goes to AW and then AW picks him up for something to kind of develop him. But... Yeah. Uh, Jack Roman is saying Goldberg said he wants a four city tour send off. So if that's what he wants, I imagine he's going to probably end up going through like the firm or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he could do, a, a, I don't, this sounded like he wants something out, you know, outside of AEW if it didn't happen with AEW is yeah. A four city tour. I could see him, you know, wanting to do Atlanta um, and, you know, some other places like that but um yeah it'll be it'll be interesting yeah we'll we'll have to see how that goes i'm all for goldberg coming to aew and joining the bullet club too right. sweet goldberg finally do it too sweet you've had a too sweet right in front of you your whole career you might as well take it now goldberg uh, with juice robinson <laughs> i just don't see it <laughs> rock hard <and> <laughs> <Goldberg>. <laughs> yeah. just uh, don't see it yeah, uh, I could see him being the new muscle for uh, MJF for a little bit. That could be fun. He's uh, too much of a legend to be the, that guy, in my opinion, now. You're, you know? you're right. You're yeah. right. But uh, <laughs> Goldberg versus Jericho is here. I said earlier, they, and they have history that they could tap into. So, yeah. I I agree. I I feel like I like both of them. It just... It, I feel like I've seen it before, even though it was like 25 years ago or something like that at this point. But um, in any case, I'll be happy. With, I'm a big Goldberg fan, so I'll, yeah. I'll I'll be happy regardless of what he does, even if it's like him on elevation beating up the action and dread Andretti or something. <laughs> when Goldberg's on TV, I'm watching. So, yeah. so, so speaking of on TV, uh, there's a new show for AEW coming to Saturday nights. At least that's what's being reported uh, as well as a potential roster split raj this is a lot of speculation but also a lot of people are talking about it is this something that we should assume is is should we assume this is happening or is this still very much in that just because we're talking about it doesn't mean it's official phase yeah i think until they announce it um because we've we've seen stuff in the past like things in the works that didn't end up happening um but i think un until it's announced i think i would say it's like an 80% chance that it's going to happen, 90%. Uh, it seems very likely that the Saturday night show collision is going to happen. Obviously, there's a lot of weird little logistics uh, with it. Like, first of all, All In is scheduled for a Saturday. So, you know, do you have All In the same day as your this Saturday show? You know, you, in the past, they've done their uh, November pay-per-views on a Saturday night to avoid the NFL. Well, that would be head to head with your with your TV show. So do you on those nights just do a highlight show? I mean, or do you move full gear to Sunday when Tony Khan said he would never want to go against the NFL? And that would really hurt full gear pay-per-view buys being up against Sunday night football. So there's a lot of like weird little logistics. The 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 odd thing is that they're talking about the the brand split, right? Like mm -hmm. having two rosters. And, you know, traditionally when WWE has done it, it was to double the pay-per-view buys and you double the, the live attendance because you have two, two tours and it just, just all revenue. Well, this seems like it's done because <laughs> two sides won't work with each other. So they're like, okay, you guys can have your own shows. And that is, uh, that's a weird thing. 
it's uh it's uh, go ahead jack no yeah it's i've never been a fan i guess when it comes to roster splits i'm okay with them as long as they are very very hard splits like nxt does not go i i can watch just nxt and be totally caught up on nxt and if I just watch Raw and SmackDown, I don't miss anything that may have happened on NXT. But what I hate is when they're, I hate soft roster splits where it's like certain people are here, certain people are there. Some of them go back and forth. There's not really a rhyme or reason that I am aware of. And now I've got to watch all this wrestling, but I don't even know if it applies to who I like watching. Um, so it'll depend. I think a roster split could be good for them because we've all said they have so many people on their roster that maybe this will help some people stand out. But I'm worried because they they have Ring of Honor and Ring of Honor hasn't been split that well on its own. And that's a whole other brand, let alone internally AEW. So I'm a little concerned about it as it is right now. And also, I don't know what that means for Ram. Like, what does that make Rampage then? Is it... I'm just confused with where they want to go. If it's just because of CM Punk, that also worries me. Again, I don't know what the situation is, but if it's just because some people don't want to work with CM Punk, I feel like, well, that should tell you what you need to know about what the situation is. But again, that's that's just me speculating. I, I, yeah. we'll, we'll see how it goes. It just it feels very weird to me, all in all. Yeah, and again, I'm fine with them because they have such a huge roster that I'm fine with them doing a, a roster split. Um, but if the only reason you're doing it is because you can't get the guys at the top to work with each other, that's going to cause other problems down the road. And mm -hmm. I, I think if, if, if you really want CM Punk back, I think one of two things has to happen. Either you don't bring CM Punk back or bring, you bring CM Punk back, but you have to get them and the elite on the same page and willing to work with each other because otherwise you're going to divide the locker room it's just going to lead to you know hurt feelings and, and people pissed off backstage and then you'll start getting you know stuff like people on one roster being like oh i want to go to the other roster you know like i i don't like how so and so is and i i just feel like if that starts becoming the solution people switching rosters because they can't get along uh, I, I, it's just going to lead to more and more problems. Yeah, I I think we're on the exact same page there. Again, I, I hope everyone gets along, but yeah, if it, it's just, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Again, if they had broken up Ring of Honor and AEW and that was like a clean split and very easy to get, I'd go, okay, well, they know what they're doing. But the fact that I see so much Ring of Honor still on AEW and so much AEW on Ring of Honor, it it doesn't give me a lot of, faith in this situation mm. uh, speaking of though our uh, friend of the show uh peter said on twitter would love to hear your take on what the future of ring of honor is now that there are rumors swirling of a brand split obviously the talent has to come from somewhere also do you see matt cardona going to aew since collision will need punk to compete against top stars so uh, speaking of Ring of Honor, Raj, do you think that uh, the Ring of Honor roster will be affected, or what do you what do you think is going on with Ring of Honor with this split happening? Anything at all? Nothing. I think it stays the way it is. Um, you know, they because they have now you know this Honor Club uh, app. It would I think it would be too much now because they have you know fifteen twenty thousand subscribers on that thing, and to just shut it off. I just don't see them doing that this soon. So I think it stays as is. And I think, yeah, you pretty much will have three brands. It's almost like WWE with, you know, Raw, SmackDown, NXT. Um, but, you know, obviously ROH having a much, much smaller footprint. And it just, ROH to me just seems like it's, uh, unless there's some real gigantic grand, you know, grand plan, I, I just don't see how it's benefiting when all this other stuff is going on, you know, 15 to 20,000 subscribers a month, you know, what is that? That's, uh, that's 200 grand a month, but then you're paying all these, you know, all the wrestlers to fly in, fly out the expenses of running it. So you're making a little bit, but you're, it's, it's, it's a drop in the bucket for, you know, what you're making on these TV deals, which should really be the focus. Yeah. I definitely feel like with this stuff, 
I, I, I think at least for me as a viewer, I'd love for them to just quantify what this really is. I know they love to say everything is the best, you know, the, the world title is the best, but the TNT titles on equal level with it. And like, they don't like to say this is the best, this is the second best, whatever, but I think it helps a company like NXT to know this is the developmental brand. This is mm -hmm. where, um, cause then I can watch it with the right idea. Like if rampage was all wrestlers, who are sort of being developed and coming up, I could watch it going, okay, these are the guys to look for. And I can sort of play that. Who's the next one up? Who's the next person that's going to come up and, and watch it from a different level or a different perspective. Whereas if it's all supposed to be the number one show, then it just feels muddy and not interesting. So if they said ring of honor was like their development and then Saturday show was like their, whatever their raw. And then dynamite was like their SmackDown. I could at least watch it kind of getting knowing what i'm getting as opposed to just this is another hour of television of wrestling that i don't know where it fits and it's supposed to be two hours <laughs> two hours well well the the saturday night show is but yeah so because i mean they i can't believe i'm saying this but they are outpacing wwe in terms of tv time by quite a bit now if you factor in dark and elevation and dynamite and rampage and this new show and all access and it's at some point people just can't keep up like even if this is the only thing you watch like that's a lot of tv time every week and i don't know i worry that they're going to burn people out and not not be able to keep up you know the more hours of tv you add in my opinion uh, the less each hour means mm -hmm. and you, you just get more filler more stuff that doesn't mean anything um and yeah, to me, it's always been less less is more, but we're in a, a, a time and, and period where everything is TV rights. And so the more product and the more product you have that you're getting uh, people to pay for or you're getting, you know, uh, networks to pay for, uh, that's that's more money in your pocket. WWE is as well as they're doing right now, and they're the most popular they've been in, in a while. Um, you know, their TV, their overall popularity is a drop in the bucket compared to like the Attitude Era, but they're mm -hmm. making way more money than back then because of these TV rights deals and, and just how, how, how effective they are as a business now. But um, yeah, so the, it's TV rights and the more hours of TV you could get paid for, you know, to, uh, uh, Nick Khan said it once, or he'd rather, he'd have probably eight hours if it worked out, but right uh, which god forbid <laughs> right uh, yeah. three hours is you know even though yep. wwe has been so much better uh you know over the past eight months or so three hours can still take its toll three hours is a long time for anything even a football game can feel like a long time yeah uh, and you get an off season for those uh, we do have a super chat here from mark smith who says tony is so rich he doesn't even know when he's wasting money He's a very rich wrestling fan with a very expensive wrestling habit. Um, my thoughts on that are I don't spend other people's money. If he's happy spending it, that's that's on him. It's, it's about whether or not I enjoy it. That's, that's what I care about. You've got to think he's getting paid for this show. And if he is, then he's making money. So that, that works out. Uh, now, Peter did mention a name, Matt Cardona, going to AEW. Um I don't know if you have any insight on that. I have a feeling he'd be more inclined to sign with WWE since that's where Chelsea Green is. But um, any thoughts on Matt Cardona potentially signing with a network TV wrestling company? I mean, AEW could have had him a while ago. Mm -hmm. um, so he, I, I just I like Matt Card Cardona. I think he's a he's a great character, but I, I don't think it makes a difference either way. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I'm a big fan of him too. I'm sure I feel like if he wanted to sign a contract, yeah, he probably could have signed one some time ago. Um, but we talked about a show coming to us or starting. Now we're going to talk about a show coming to an end. Uh, and that's Dax and his show coming to an end. This is a report written up by Danny Wollstenholme on wrestling Inc says the FTR with Dax podcast has been discontinued moving forward. The news was revealed on this week's final show with co-host Matt Kuhn pointing out that All Elite Wrestling and the promotion CEO Tony Khan had not pressured him into, into uh, dropping the podcast. Harwood and Kuhn agreed that they were causing more harm in professional wrestling and AEW than good. Uh, so 
basically uh harwood said here's a quote ultimately we all wanted to do good for wrestling right you and i and i don't think that this podcast as much as we tried dude as hard as we tried i don't think the podcast was reflecting that for whatever reason i am actually very i i didn't listen to the podcast to be honest but i think that's very self-aware to know that if your podcast isn't doing good and as you know it can be hard to stop a podcast sometimes yeah and i i don't bide all of that completely um i think there's more to it and um but yeah i'll, I'll leave it at that I, I their podcast was growing i thought they were doing well um I don't think this was the case of Matt and Dax one day being like, hey, you know what? We should stop this. But, I, <laughs> you know, that's just my guess. I don't know. <laughs> you think you think uh, now they just signed a new contract, right? Yeah. They, yeah. I wonder if the uh, podcast was them just uh, maybe reaching out to things if they didn't get the contract they wanted uh, of, or Dax trying to, you know, put things out there just in case uh, that contract didn't didn't show up. I don't know. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc but in any case uh, real quick let's uh let's the tornado anthony y saying i hear warner discovery is interested in can, can you put that back up for a sec oh where'd it go you don't mind where'd it go i lost it here um oh, oh yeah here, here we go here. okay yeah i hear warner anthony the tornado anthony wise saying i hear warner discovery is interested in having raw when the usa network deal is up uh that was definitely something we were going to uh hop on here in a little bit but let's just talk oh. about it now um th there is news uh, people are saying there's rumors about that Warren Discovery is interested in WWE. Yeah, this reporter on the Sports Illustrated podcast, um, he's James Andrew Miller. He said that he knows that there are people in Warner Brothers that who are interested in bringing on WWE programming. Um, you know, obviously, you know, for, you know, for obvious reasons, if, if that were to happen, that would be a gigantic shakeup. Um, if it was in, you know, if, if Warner brothers and I, I, I personally don't see this happening, but if it were to happen, uh, and WWE went to Warner, then depending on who they left to go there, uh, would make a huge difference because if they leave NBC to go to Warner, that leaves a spot for AEW to be on USA. Uh, if they left Fox to go to Warner, if, they, if SmackDown moved to TBS or TNT, which I think would be a step down, uh, well, I don't see Fox taking on AEW programming unless it's like FS1. And FS1 just does not have that reach that TBS and TNT do. So that, that would be a big step down. So uh, I don't see it happening, but it is an interesting story. It, with these things, I always say to myself too, is there someone at Warner Brothers Discovery interested in WWE? I would assume there's a lot of people interested in WWE, right. but that doesn't yep. mean, you know, I'm interested in a mansion by the beach. <laughs> doesn't mean I'm actively pursuing one. Um, right. right. Uh, or even if I am, it doesn't mean that it's a, now it may be a hot, they may be like, yes, whatever we need to get done, it'll happen. But, just because someone's interested in something, I don't think it, it's time to uh, assume that that's happening right away. Because I'm sure they're interested in a lot of things over at Warner Brothers Discovery. Uh, right. Especially after a big, you know, after as they're getting 
all their stuff together as far as their streaming and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, the way it sounded was there's, you know, a little more to it. Like it, like they'd want to enter talks when it's, when it's possible, but that's me speculating just on what it sounded like. He didn't actually say that. So we'll see, but yeah, yeah to your point, yeah, I'm sure they want the NFL too. But, right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, I'm sure if you ask them about most things, they'd say, yeah, we're interested in that. Or someone uh, is. Yeah. Someone there is. <laughs> uh, so uh, we'll have to see, but either way, I, I feel like um, I, I'd be shocked if they left USA. I feel like they're so branded to USA, at least raw is. Um, and I can't imagine they're going to sneak them away from Fox or NBC. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, we'll see. Um, I, I don't think anyone saw SmackDown moving to Fox on Friday nights during the whole negotiations. I think a lot of people assume like it would be both going to the same place or SmackDown staying on Tuesday nights, you know, but, so you just never know, you know, yeah. ultimately money talks and someone wants to take raw. And, you know, there was uh, a mention about if it was Warner brothers that they'd want raw to move to a different night. I could see another cable network if they want raw uh, wanting it on a different night, just because that's five months out of the year where you're getting burnt in the ratings due to football. And right. You have it on Tuesday nights. The competition isn't near as bad So, Right. It's, yeah. I mean, and SmackDown's changed days a bunch of times. Oh, NXT's yeah. changed now too. So I think we've gotten used to raw on Mondays, but I don't think there's anything sacred when it comes to TV, whatever's going to make you the most money is what they're going to do. Yeah, uh, even and if it's Smack on the Tuesday, right? And as SmackDown has shown, every time they move, they've maintained their audience. So, right, uh, yeah. <clears throat> um, speaking of maintaining audiences, we touched on it a little bit, but just to um, bring it home here, AW's ratings came in, and this was from an unverified Twitter user, Raj Geary. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm verified. You, are you still verified? I thought everyone lost uh, it. I'm, I'm paying for it, but paying. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. a verified Raj Geary. <laughs> the real I need, Raj I need, Geary. I need I need the I need that edit button. <laughs> and I, I like the uh the longer tweet, so I could put all the rating stuff in one tweet instead of having to put out like three or four. I you know, I've always said sidebar all thoughts on Elon Musk and everything aside he really handled the, this whole thing poorly. Like he could have made a ton of money selling this stuff, but I, he, he positioned it in a way that made it so uncool. But I think if he positioned it right, everyone would be paying for Twitter right now, I guess. I don't know. I, the salesmanship, I was a little disappointed by all other things. Yeah. Un, un, unrelated. I, cause I think Instagram is now you can pay for it. And a lot of people are doing it. But like, really. <laughs> um, but uh, or meta, I guess is, is uh, anyways, I just, I, I feel like I, I thought the salesmanship could have been better. Elon, <laughs> I feel like you, didn't, <laughs> you didn't sell me very well is all, is all I'm saying. Um, but any case we, we did touch on a little bit. Uh, so 0.28 in the demo uh, was down 24% year over year, uh, 830,000 viewers total. Um, not a good number. Uh, they used to be trying to break a million. Now they're trying to break 850. Well, I, I, you, I mostly pay attention to year over year because that I think that tells a bigger picture on if you're growing, if you're sustaining, or if you're declining. And then they have been in a consistent decline. They haven't been up year over year uh, with the audience and the 18 to 49 rating since the December 14th show, which was the winner is coming. Uh, but as far as the numbers this week, I mean, they were just down a little bit from last week as far as the audience um, was down four or five percent. Uh, but the 18 to 49 rating was even with last week. And NXT, we saw that was up a little from last week. Raw was down slightly 0.59 to a 0.58. So and that's with the NHL playoffs starting this week. So. Week two of the NBA playoffs and the NHL playoffs didn't have an extra effect on wrestling this week so far. Um, and yeah, that's a dynamite. That's kind of where they're at. They're at around that 0.28 to 0.28 level. And um, it's 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 down a lot from where they were last year, where it was more like in the high 0.3s, so the 0.37, 0.36. So yeah, um, it, it, I, you know, I think 
they need a, a little bit of a shot in the arm. And again, Punk coming in, maybe perhaps Goldberg, um, you know, that should be able to do it. But once they do come in, I think they need more storylines. And this is just my opinion, uh, mm -hmm. where you don't have to be a wrestling fan for 15 years to get it. Or you right. don't have to be watching every single week to be able to to get into the storyline. I thought that's what was so great with the Sami Zayn bloodline storyline is you didn't have to know Sami Zayn's background or that he was in NXT or or any of that stuff. You know, you can easily get into that storyline and follow along and, and get into it. And I hope they do more stuff like that. That's you know, again, I yeah, I hate that mainstream casual thing sometimes, but. When I say mainstream, uh, a, a casual fan versus hardcore fan, not mainstream. Mm -hmm. uh, when I say a casual fan, I, I mean someone that who's kind of familiar with what's going on in the show, but is not tuning in all the time. And uh, just kind of sucking those guys in, because I think WWE did that beautifully. And you see them, their business is booming right now by doing that with the Bloodline storyline, with Dominic and Ray. And uh, you, they're reaping the rewards right now. I always like to use the... Uh... MCU Marvel Cinematic Universe is the example because we get in the weeds with wrestling, but I feel like they mm -hmm. do a good job of there's a whole bunch of stuff for comic book fans who've been fans their whole lives. But if you haven't read a comic book, you still get it. You're still enjoying it. And it's still fun, too. And I think that's what WWE is doing with the bloodline. To your point is there's a lot of stuff. If you want to be the person that gets granular and it's like, oh, yeah, this was because something happened a long time ago or whatever that it's there. But also if you just jumped in for the first time, you still get it. It's still enjoyable to you too. And yeah, I think they need to find that balance of those kinds of things. Cause mm -hmm. I don't, I don't know if that's video packages or simplifying things or whatever, but there's a lot of stuff that if you haven't been paying super close attention, you think I don't, I don't get it. You know? Yeah. Uh, uh, so um, like la like uh, last night, uh, Takeshita coming out to help the elite. I get it because I watch it, but if you missed like the two one minute segments where Callus was talking to, to Takeshita, you might be like, I don't get it. Why is he helping him? Right. Yeah. Um, and they did, they, yeah, I don't know, maybe a video package or something to explain that, or maybe commentary. I, I don't know, but I got it. But if you just jumped in and parachuted in, you'd never know. Right. Um, we got a tweet from uh, at Helberg underscore A, uh, who wants us to talk about this story next. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr. Uh, has been charged with the theft of millions in federal funds in, in a Mississippi indictment. Um, this was written up on uh, Wrestling Inc. by Miles and Colby. Uh, Ted DiBiase Jr., who won the WWE Tag Team Championship twice over the course of his six-year WWE career, has been formally charged with stealing millions of dollars intended for low-income families and individuals in Mississippi. The federal indictment was unsealed today and contains 13 total charges, including theft, fraud, money laundering, and conspiracy. The move comes 18 months after DiBiase Jr., along with his father, Ted DiBiase, and his brother, Brett, who was also briefly involved in wrestling, were ordered to repay millions in misspent welfare money. And one month after Brett pled guilty to fraud, not the kind of news you want to hear. If you are the uh, million dollar family, um, any, um, any insight on this one? Have you read anything more about it beyond what's up on the article? Yeah. So he's been charged with six counts of wire fraud, uh, one count of conspiracy to commit wire fraud. Um, four counts of money laundering, two counts of theft concerning programs receiving federal funds. And uh, here's the, you know, here's the <laughs> kind of scary part for, for him. Uh, if convicted, he faces a maximum of 20 years in prison for each wire fraud charge for each one. And like I said, there's six, uh, 10 years for each money laundering charge. And like I said, there's, there's four and then five years for each conspiracy charge. So that's uh, obviously he's not going to get life in prison over this, but those are some, some serious charges. And you would think he's, he's probably going to face some jail time um, or some significant jail time. Uh, his father is obviously WWE Hall of Famer, Ted DiBiase Sr. Him, his other son, Ted Jr. They were named in the civil suit uh, last May uh, that was related to the scandal. So yeah, this is uh 
this is uh, serious stuff for Ted DiBiase Jr. Yeah, it's whenever criminal things like this come out, obviously you, uh, the whole innocent until proven guilty, it's going to go to court. They're going to settle things there. I'm a big believer in if he's guilty, I hope he gets what he deserves. And if he's innocent, I hope he proves himself that way. I hope no one was wronged in the end because that's the best case solution or best case situation. But look, man, you if you do terrible things. Sorry, veggie gamer. Veggie gamer just uh, pop me. Hold on. Million. Million. Right. <laughs> well, let me, I'll pull it up here. <laughs> A million dollar man to nails. <laughs> One minute you're the million dollar man. <laughs> Everybody's got a nail. Uh, <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, that's a. Um, uh, it's serious it, stuff. Yeah, Dominic. Maybe I say Dominic could give him some pointers on how to survive in the big house. <laughs> oh yikes! <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah. Um, well, like I said, we'll, we'll, we'll see how it all, <laughs> all pans out, but if he did wrong, I'm glad he got caught. If he didn't, I hope he is able to prove it. Um, yeah, we got a couple other little comments here on Twitter. If you want to jump through those, uh, one giant leap says, do you think a reason for the rock stone cold, Steve Austin, et cetera, not appearing at WrestleMania 39 is if they want them to be at WrestleMania 40, it's going to be the biggest of all time. No, uh, I think The Rock, his schedule is, he's, you know, in the, running a football league right now. And uh, he's just so busy. You have to work around his schedule. There's no guarantee he'll be available for WrestleMania 40. If, if I'm betting, I'm, I, I doubt he is. Um, and Stone Cold, again, it, time is not on their side. So it's, it's I don't know. I, I just don't see it. I, I think it was more... He got a great offer. He thought about it and then uh, decided against it. Yeah. I don't think with WrestleMania, you never, you, you don't go into WrestleMania saying we're going to wait on this one and make the next one better. Especially when you're looking at stars like the rock and stone cold, who, like you said, they're, uh, they're not old for earth, but they're getting old for pro wrestling and, and you their don't bodies. Really, yeah. And yeah. Getting injured and everything like that. It's, it's not easy to, you know, what Austin did last year was amazing with Kevin Owens. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's not easy to do. No, and it's, I mean, even a guy as fit as Vince McMahon couldn't take a stunt. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think they, I don't think anyone said let's hold off a year to make 40. Because then the next thing you'd say, well, but 50 is going to be even bigger, <laughs> yeah. you know? Yeah um with the rock you got to take him when you can and they weren't able to get him this year yeah yeah if they could get the rock at backlash in puerto rico trust me the rock is <laughs> no, they will want the rock <laughs> um if you can get the rock anywhere you you take you take the rock wherever he's available um we also uh got a comment from caesar sanchez 88 who says I just want you or anyone to justify how this mid-card pillar story main eventing their marquee pay-per-view of the year doesn't make AEW look closer to impact than the big leagues. Uh, I said, yes, we will talk about this. He said, thank you. To be clear, I think it's fine for a secondary pay-per-view, uh, but for your WrestleMania, it's baffling. These guys, MJF excluded, are not over at that level to get that spot. It's the Miz at WrestleMania 27 all over again, except now there's three of them. Raj, I personally like what they've been doing. I feel like you disagree, even though we've not talked about it. Uh, but what are what are your thoughts on this? And then I'll let you know why I think it's great. Um, no, I don't. I don't necessarily disagree. I did think their segment sucked. Uh, well, not, not sucked uh, on Wednesday. I thought it it wasn't good uh, until MJF came in, and I thought all the guys were exposed just on the mic. They they just can't go that long on the mic in a talking segment. Uh, without being carried with someone that can talk like the, like MJF. Um, it was just weird. I thought that whole segment last night was weird. And Darby celebrating getting a bye. To me, his character, he always seems like the kind of guy that is not trying to get the easy way into things. And mm -hmm. uh, and he seemed you know happy about it, which is something a heel would do. So I, I don't think marquee-wise, uh, this is a strong uh, pay-per-view main event. 
um, depending on which way they go, whether they're going with MJF versus Darby or a four-way, um, does seem like they're going, you know, with the one-on-one, -on -one, but they could always say Jungle Boy was screwed and Tony Khan comes out and says they're doing a four-way, something like that. But um, yeah, if they don't, MJF versus Darby as a as the world title match for a pay-per-view is not the the biggest marquee match that they've done. It's towards the bottom, in my opinion. But, you know, hopefully they have a stacked undercard, you know, if they're doing the Elite versus Blackpool, Blackpool Combat Club um, and, and some other stuff underneath, it, it could still be, you know, a decently strong show. But again, I think it'll be a tremendous match. MJF and Darby already had a great match, but marquee wise, yeah, I don't, I don't see it being a big deal. It's so a few things. Uh, I think we kind of agree on a, some of these things, but first off, uh, the Caesar to Caesar's point specifically about this being the WrestleMania of AEW. I don't think it is. I, I don't think they have a WrestleMania. So I, I don't think that this is necessarily the same thing as them trying to get a Roman versus Cody Rhodes. Cause I don't think any of their shows are looked at as a WrestleMania. Maybe all in will be at this point, but I don't think, yeah. I feel like whatever one they're building to is the one they say is the biggest show of the year at that time. I feel like they say about revolution and all out and, they never say it about full gear though. I will say full gear is never talked about as the big one. Yeah, and not revolution either. <laughs> <laughs> Those two are, are the non WrestleManias for sure. I, I can see why he's saying double or nothing because it is their first pay-per-view under the right. Tony Khan, it, you know, not eight all in was not under Tony Khan. So, um, yeah. but, but to your point, I, I think the reason I'm okay with this is two reasons. The reason I like it is two reasons. I think the undercard is wildly stacked. I think, if you're looking at, you're going to get Adam Cole versus Jericho, I think is big. I think mm -hmm. Kenny Omega and whatever a combination against a team that has John Moxley and Brian Danielson on it is really big also. And so I think you've got two big marquee matchups already. And what I liked about this build, I hope it's a four way. I don't like the idea that it's just going to be one of them, but is these are guys that we've been saying are pillars for a long time. It's been years now. I think it's time to throw them in the deep end and just see how they do. And I don't, I don't think they're ever going to develop if they just keep having these like small one-offs without that big feel. And is this the moment they make the transition to the main event? I don't know about that, but at least we're now seeing them in it and see how it looks as opposed to never knowing if that makes sense. Like this is at least... We're kind of pushing them out of the uh, the the bird's nest a little bit here, I think, is is what I like about it. And it's no longer your jungle boy. You're going to eventually be that guy. Now it's like, OK, let's let's see how you do. You've been here for years. You've had a chance to learn. You've had a chance to see things. You've been on TV. Let's see what you do when you're in that situation. That's what I like about it. Well, I mean, if last night was you know, seeing what they can do in that situation, it's not a good start. Because, look, Darby has a unique character. It's kind of like that Jeff Hardy where he doesn't have to really be great on the mic mm -hmm. or do a, a long interview segment. Jungle Boy is a little different. I feel like for him to get to that level, he has to be better on the mic. And he hasn't – he's progressed some, but he's not close to, to there. And, um, you know, Sammy's uh, – of the three, he's the best on the mic for sure. And can right. also, and they all three obviously can, can can go in the ring. So we'll see. You know, if Pillars is just guys that have been popular that have been there a long time, uh, but they're not necessarily main event caliber. Uh, you know, we'll see. We'll we'll see mm -hmm. what they do. I will agree. I think they've got some some room to grow still. But mm -hmm. I guess I don't think they ever would have gotten there if it was always going to be uh, Darby Allen versus uh lee moriarty no disrespect to lee moriarty but i think you gotta we gotta see like okay what do you look like when you're in that spot because i think sometimes that that shakes out who belongs and who doesn't i look at la knight as an example is he was this guy in nxt you put him on the main roster you're like oh wow this guy actually is the mm -hmm. real deal he should be that guy but if we never gave him that chance and just had him in spots with like boogs i don't know mm -hmm. if we ever would have figured that out but since we put him in a big, we, I was part of it. We put him in a big spot, <laughs> uh, um, you know, with, with Bray Wyatt and stuff. It allowed us to go, oh, wow, this guy really can hang, you know, or when he was in there with the undertaker and that kind of stuff, you go, oh, this guy really can hang. He's not just a loud guy. That's, that's what I liked about it. Yeah. 
No. And again, you know, there was that one year they did Pack versus Orange Cassidy versus Kenny Omega. That was yeah. two years ago. And uh, was that that's... two years ago? Jeez, Louise. Or three years ago. That was that was... three years? I don't know. Just it. it... <laughs> Time is weird. It feels like that wasn't that long ago, but you're probably right. Yeah. And, um, gosh, that was the one with no fans, right? Um, I can't they did it. It was either two or three years. I think it was 2020. Now that I'm thinking about it. Kenny Omega. I, I got to Google it here now. All right. Uh, it looks like it was, is that double or nothing? 2021, two years ago. Okay. Two years ago. Okay. Double or nothing in 2021. So yeah, so that wasn't necessarily a, a big marquee matchup, but it did it did pretty well. Like it held up. It, it like the numbers didn't really fall or anything. So, you know, there's always the chance that this one, you know, AEW has a very consistent pay per view buy rate right now. They're in that 130 to 140 range since uh, since Punk got injured, and uh, if they can maintain that, it's I think it's a success. Yeah. Well, we'll have to see. Um... We got two more from Twitter here. Um, at Jujitsu Burner asks, "How hot WWE ticket sales are right now?" I think they're oh, good. They're, they're they're huge. I mean, they just did a house show. Gosh, where was it? Um, this past weekend, they did like over seven thousand people, and you know, for a house show before, it's like three to four thousand was considered really big. So um, they're just doing huge numbers. Raw is like you know before doing ten thousand for a raw was considered a big deal now they're doing that pretty often so they're on fire right now and SummerSlam doing thirty two thousand, you know uh, you know on the on sale date or whatever the, the, including the pre-sale and that's the best that they've ever done for a non-wrestlemania show in the u.s so you know yeah. i they're they're on fire i will say a, an old trick i use when wrestling shows are in town is you wait till the last minute and you get super cheap tickets because they're just trying to offload a bunch of tickets right not a good move this time around when they came through uh cost right. me a lot of money to wait till the last minute <laughs> yeah with wrestlemania <laughs> yeah it did yeah. um so yeah that's my yeah. gauge i mean it's wrestlemania so i should have known better but yeah hopefully and yeah and hopefully they can keep it up i there are there are some storylines that you know i think the bloodline Versus Sammy and KO was had been awesome, but now I see it starting to get a little, starting to drag a little if they keep it going. Like I think it's time for them to move on to something new. And that'll be a real tell is if they can pivot to something new and keep it fresh, as opposed mm -hmm. to because yeah, it's starting to feel like okay, I've seen this before. <laughs> now yeah. something new. Yeah. Um, last question here is. Um, Duck crap! How dare you? It says being cheap is. <laughs> <laughs> you're out. You're not wrong, but you're out of line. You're That's out of line, Tut Graph. Cronky at Chai City ninety one with a question. I don't know if we can really get into Raj. It says discuss Succession. I haven't watched this season yet. Oh. I'm all the way caught up this season. I think I know one of the big spoilers already, though. But um, I was waiting for a few of them to... Uh, I, I'm waiting for it to get a little closer to the finale so I can just binge it and <laughs> watch hey, it all. We're, we're getting close. Um, but as far as uh, TV dramas goes, as long as it doesn't crap the bed by the by the time the finale comes it's it's in it's on my mount rush mount, mount rushmore yeah mount rushmore of, <laughs> of dramas with that the sopranos Breaking Bad and Game of Thrones. No. Yeah. Um, this, uh, is How's this season so far? If you were to rank the seasons, is this so far like best season, worst season, middle of the road? Where are you at? Where do you feel? Best. I think this is one of the few shows that I felt has gotten better season to season. Breaking Bad was another yeah. um, where every season just built on top of the next. Breaking Bad had an amazing finale. Hopefully this show does because Game of Thrones, their last episode was, you know, a fart in church. It yeah. just, just, it meant nothing. It just, it, it just, it sucked. It kind of brought the whole series down, but overall up until that point, I thought that that show was great. Yeah. They, uh, Breaking Bad's great. I've loved seasons one through three of Succession. I'm super into it. Like I said, I just, I try to wait until it's a little closer because I hate, I hate having to wait for the next episode. I get so sucked <laughs> into it. Um, so we'll see. But uh, I definitely 
am a big fan of it. I can't wait to start catching up. Uh, big time Baxter in the chat says, do you think AEW's lapsed 18 to 49 into WWE nowadays? That's an interesting thought. Do you think that maybe WWE stealing AEW fans these days? I, I do. I, I do think uh, when one is more interesting, you'll get, you know, most people aren't hardcore wrestling fans that can watch everything. And so when you start to pick and choose, and you have other stuff you're watching. If you're watching NBA and NHL, that's you know already so many nights a week. Mm -hmm. you, you get pickier, and yeah, I think when one is more interesting than the other, you see that, that the people change sides or change shows. So, yeah, absolutely, I'm sure that's part of it. I don't think that's the only thing. But, yeah, yeah, I would say if you're a casual fan, WWE is probably the easier to watch right now, um, just because I I feel like Bloodline stuff is very easy to get into. There's a lot of stuff that's very easy to get and get into uh, if you're a, if you're a uh, more of a casual fan. Um, I'm a big AEW fan before everyone comes in, you know, Jack's so biased. I, I love AEW. I'm just saying, I think right now if I was a casual fan and I wanted something that I could just tune into irregularly, WWE is probably the easier one to go with. Yeah. Um, um, uh, we also got it. What are your thoughts? We got this one. Uh, this is important. Baby Ice asks, how about the shield or the wire? I have not seen either of those. I've been meaning to watch the wire. Um, but yeah, I haven't seen either of those. So well, soon. Right now I'm in billions, which is has been really good, but I'm only on the second season. So maybe after that. I just finished Last of Us, and that's really good. But it's one season, so you can't really put it on any, any best show list. You got to go like four seasons before you're allowed to be right. on that list. I got to see if you do you fall off. You know, I mean, yeah. Lost would have been one of the best shows ever if we just counted one season. <laughs> right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Yellowstone, you know, that's another good one. But that's another one. Like, it's kind of fallen off the last season. It's hard for sure. good, but it's it's fallen off a bit. Uh, Cobra Kai, I don't think that counts as a drama, but I love that show, yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not the same if it's... Uh, comedies and things are different. Uh, it's hard yeah. to... Um, like I say, if, if you... If you watch cartoons, like it doesn't count, like Simpsons and all those other shows that are on for like 25 years, those don't yeah. count either. Um, yeah, same as like Curb Your Enthusiasm has been on a long time, but even that, I can't put them, those are just two very separate categories. You can't compare like Seinfeld with The Sopranos. Right, <laughs> right. Because yeah, I could watch reruns of, of Seinfeld all the time, but I would never like, oh, here's a random episode of Breaking Bad. I'm just going to sit and watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, that that kind of does it for us. I think we've gotten through all the news of the day. Uh, Daniel LaRusso was the bully. <laughs> <laughs> I watched Karate Kid with my daughters after we were like a few seasons into Cobra Kai. And I remember starting to see things more from uh, Johnny's side. <laughs> you know, I, I'm surprised we're not seeing more Cobra Kai type uh, reboots where it's like a re like what people are doing later in life and I don't well, know. Top, I know Top Gun and Creed, Creed have done that as far as movies go. Yeah, I guess I meant more like TV shows. Well, I guess Cobra Kai is not a TV. Anyways, you're right. Top Gun, amazing, yeah. by the yeah. way. Yeah, and I love the Creed movies too. So. I haven't seen Creed yet. I got to check Creed's out. See it. Creed one through three. I'm waiting for the series to be done so I can binge them all. No. It might be. Who knows? Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, I, I definitely got to watch those. But I, I do know. Maverick was really good. I didn't want to like it because everyone said it was so good. I was like, okay, this is going to be overhyped. And I walked out like, yeah, totally, totally buzzing from the movie. I'm like, I'm going to go fly an F-16. Yeah, yeah, I didn't care for the original Top Gun, actually. And I love yeah. Maverick. Yeah, i super into it. So, um, but that does it for us. Uh, thank you to everyone who has been watching and joining us in the chat. Before I go through the, uh, the, the roll call, like I usually do, Raj, uh, where can the world find you online and what's the kind of stuff you're working on these days? Yeah. So we were saying we're going to try to do an episode next week. Um, if we don't, this would be a, my last episode. Um, I'm leaving wrestling Inc at the end of the month, as I mentioned. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm starting, you know, to, I'm going to be doing some consulting, helping out other web publishers, especially ones that run ad supported websites, help them. I've been doing working with ad networks and everything for the last 25 years. Uh, and I, I know how to optimize, you know, revenue for a website. So looking to help out with that. If you're, if you have an ad, ad supported website and you're interested, 
DM me, DRogGeary, and um, yeah, I, I mean, I've had a blast doing this, but you know, I might be back next week, so we'll see. <laughs> Raj, doing the thing like where you're at the party and you open the door to leave, but you stop and like wave. <laughs> and if someone sees you, you'll like continue talking. But if not, you're going to take off. <laughs> not quite sneaking out. You're doing just yeah. enough to not sneak out. But <laughs> <laughs> And thank uh, you, everyone, in the comments. I appreciate it. Yeah, we're really going. Do. Yeah, we're all going to gonna miss you here if this isn't the last one. I won't get too... Uh, I won't get too emotional because we're going to be chatting on a show called Practical Money regularly right. where we talk all sorts of uh, different savings and investing and money types of uh, uh, concepts and things there, uh, which you can find at youtube.com slash at Practical Money. I think we've got a new episode coming pretty soon here. We're excited to get to. Um, so definitely check that out. But Raj, if this is it, I mean... Do you have like a sign off you want to do? Any type of uh, actually, well, we got to say <laughs> Samantha Tutgraf, Timothy, Mark Smith, Big Time Baxter, Jeffrey Sullivan, uh, uh, Baby Ice, and Tornado, and everyone else. Thanks so much for being here. Like, comment, share, subscribe. But Raj, I'm gonna give it to you. I'm gonna let you do the sign off, and I'm gonna hit end broadcast as soon as you're done. You're gonna sign <laughs> us off on this one. Uh, well, guys, this the site has been a dream come true and couldn't have done it without you guys. Really, I really uh, appreciate all of you. Love you guys. And um, I, I'm always here on Twitter. I, you know, I love interacting with you guys. You know, I try to answer all DMs and and try to answer as many messages as I can. So keep in touch. Really, uh, my life would be so different without you guys. So thank you so much. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co.